Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm, and I'd really like it if somebody could finish this goddamn book for me. Do you want to write it, Brad? I mean, if I wasn't so incredibly dyslexic, uh, potentially. Um, I <laughs> you think could just dictate it to somebody. I could do, I could do. I used to have a an, an iMac, uh, an orange iMac, when I was, a, well, I was about 20 years old, or no, it must be been 18, 19. My first computer I got, and I had a dictaphone thing on it that I could talk to, and it would type out. It was, it was like living in the future, Johnny. It was pretty amazing. I, I remember my dad doing that with his work, and it took him so much longer <laughs> yeah, to do all of his work because he's just constantly like going, "No, <laughs> it didn't really full work. stop." It, it and was it cool, full stop. <laughs> and it would read it back to you in like really cool, like Radiohead style, OK Computer voices. I loved it. Awesome. It was great. Man. I'm into it. Super cool. Um, Interestingly, uh, A.A. Gill, who a uh, controversial yeah. person, writer, but a brilliant and beautiful writer, he used to dictate all of his, his writing down the phone to the Times when he phoned in, his, um, phoned in his copy because he was severely dyslexic as well and nobody could read or understand his handwriting. Wow. That's good. That's yeah. good bit of factoid knowledge there. Nice one. You're very welcome. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I met A.A. Gill uh, when I was doing my journalism master's Funny. and he was... A very gracious and very lovely human, but he did still. I think he shot an orangutan, so we can't can't really uh, champion him too much. He shot an orangutan. Yeah, I think what that's what he shot. Fuck. I mean, what has <laughs> an orangutan ever done to anyone? They're the most lovely, placid creatures ever. Mm. He shot an orangutan. That is. I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google this because, I mean, what an aspersion that would be if it's not true. Uh, Man, orangutans are beautiful. They're so like, just they look wise and they're they're really peaceful. They just sort of hang about in Borneo, not. It was a baboon. It was a baboon. Baboons are angry fuckers. I can I can picture (laughs) that. I can almost. You heard it here first. Brad's happy with shooting baboons. I I wouldn't shoot a baboon, but I mean, if one was coming at me, I'd probably punch it. I'd try and punch it in the face. Although they got big (laughs) teeth, haven't they? So. Maybe not the face. I'd probably just try and okay. boot it. But just just to be clear to the listeners at home, they have the the, the baboon has to be coming for you first. Oh yeah, you're, you're yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. out of the blue attack a baboon. No, 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 no. I'm talking life and death. Baboon is coming at you. Situation. Um, yeah, I think. But where do baboons <laughs> live? They live in the grasslands, don't they? 
I, I don't know, Bradley. All I know is that <laughs> every week we try to start a goddamn beer <laughs> podcast, and this time it's taken us three minutes to be murdering a baboon. Oh, dear. And, oh, and indeed dear. resurrecting an orangutan. That's it. I'm very happy that you didn't kill an orangutan anyway. I'm sure the orangutans are as well. Um, where, where, uh, uh, <laughs> it was the book. We were talking about the book. Yeah, we were. Um, so, yes, the book is in its dying throes. Mm. Um, I've spent all of the last like two or three days editing the December chapter. Um, so talking about milk tray, quads, the history of Christmas beer. Um, I wrote a little bit about our homebrew exploration with the mince pie double. Amazing. Amazing. I'm putting that recipe in the book for people. Oh, great stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit um, discombobulating. I bet. Um, well, it's it's not December. You're talk, are you talk When you say milk tray, is that your sort of Christmas chocolate that you would get? Is that why you're mentioning milk tray? Yeah, well, I mean, confectionery generally. Yes, talking yes. about you know, chocolate for breakfast and all these delicious things we get to do at Christmas oh. because somebody threw the rules out. I chocolate think, I think for Jesus breakfast. did. That's a great name for a beer, isn't it? chocolate for breakfast yeah mm, yum yeah we'll, we'll 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 remember that one we won't but we'll try to remember that one for our homebrew uh we'll be doing doing some pastry stout i think later in the year with our homebrew project which we're so close to announcing so close we've been trailing it for so long but like literally weeks weeks mm. away from the first video so that's exciting um have you have you done anything this week brad or i, I, I don't um, know when i last spoke to you because it feels like forever it does feel like book. forever we were, we were together recording last week but in the in the week that i haven't seen you i've drank uh some some beer in my local pubs a bit um i've been on bicycle rides i've been doing a bit of work my car was broken i fixed it <laughs> your car's always broken uh, you're always i just it. got a sh- shitty cheap car it's surprising or not, Johnny, we don't make a lot of money at, at this game. So, uh, you know, it'd be lovely if we could roll around in uh, brand new Porsches or something similar. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I think we'll get there, Brad. There's, there's famously money, you know. So, yeah. Mr. Beast, the biggest YouTuber on the planet, his yeah. his new editorial policy is literally give away money in as silly a way as possible and film it. Oh, um, right. Is he one of those dickheads who just? films himself helping people that are in dire situations one of those dickheads helping people no but you know when they're like have this sandwich mate to like a homeless person but then they're right in their face with a fucking camera um it's a little bit like that i mean he's he's pretty um some of what he does is pretty epic and amazing like like really large food drives and stuff okay um other stuff is like he recently did one where he went around YouTube finding people live streaming but with no viewers and just gave them fifty thousand dollars. What? We need to get live yep. streaming. I know we've got too too big an audience Jesus. for that. We need to start so, a new channel. Next live show, guys. If you could all not watch our live shows, <laughs> then maybe we will get a Porsche. Fifty thousand dollars. That is yeah. pretty mental. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I might but anyway, again, anyway, again, again, completely derailed. Let, <laughs> let's make the announcements we need to make before we get into Go the on, video. Then. So the first one is um, you may have heard me this morning all over local radio. Uh, I was on several BBCs, uh, including my hometown of BBC Oxford um, and also on Sky News Radio. London and, Greek Radio. Uh, <laughs> London Greek Radio. Yeah. Obviously, that yeah. was that was the first one we got on the list um, talking about homebrew so tomorrow saturday is international homebrew day all right 
uh, we we didn't realize that early enough to actually do any homebrewing content around it. Nice. But uh, Grainfather, the amazing Grainfather, have asked us um, to do some content with them for their live stream, which is happening on their Facebook page, which there is a link to in the descriptions box of this podcast, and we'll be tweeting it and stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll be joining them on their live stream where they're doing some brewing and take, taking some questions and probably asking them some questions. Um, and we were basically doing the same this morning uh, with with all the different local BBC radios chatting away about um, how much homebrewing's grown, but also the results of a poll that showed that forty three percent of people have no idea how to make beer. Forty three percent of the general population. Yeah. Does that mean that uh, fifty? I can't even add up. Fifty seven percent of the population are brewers. I would argue, <laughs> or they think probably, they know. They think, think, they, think know. they think they could be a brewer, which is certainly indicative of what most beer geeks think. Right, I got you. So that's that's a that's some crazy bullshit statistic, isn't it? Because what percentage of the population are actually brewers? Probably like point zero three percent or something are actually brewers. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I guess what they're saying is they're saying they that get these a grasp people of basic knowledge of it. Yeah, they understand there's four ingredients and that brewing takes some time. Whereas the other forty two percent are like, I don't know what hops or malt. Oh, I didn't know there was yeast in beer. Um, the kind of people that enjoy statistics, where it's like, you know, ninety five percent of beer is water, and you're like, well, of course it is. It's a goddamn liquid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been really dismissive of those forty-three percent of people. I apologise, but basically, yeah, we 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 were out there trying to trying to sing the praises and explain that homebrewing can be dead easy, um, whether you're using the pinter or the grandfather or something silly from SS Brewtech or Brutals. Um, you know, it, it can cost you twenty quid to do, or it can cost you many many thousands. Oh yes, but you can still end up with some some great beer. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what tomorrow is going to involve because it's a nine hour broadcast. We're only on for about 45 minutes at 7 p.m. UK time. Yeah. Um, so they, they could throw anything at us and I assume they'll have been drinking. So it'll be like when we invite people on our live stream and it's just complete chaos. Let's hope so. That'll, that'll make a fun <laughs> broadcast day. Um, Let's hope so. I'm going to be um, in Margate, I think, tomorrow as well. So I'll be, I'll be phoning in from a different location. I will be at my desk in my kitchen as always, oh, great stuff. Um, but I will be tucking into our mince pie double, um, which I'm very excited to try after what will it be five months in bottle. See if it's gained some more of the 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 depth and the complexity that it was lacking, and lost a little bit of the bitterness that was a bit distracting. So yeah. we'll see. Nice talking of yeah. painter. Before we move on, I am now a member of the Facebook group Knights of the Painter. Um, oh my god! Which is what was all... the ceremony like? Oh, it was it was pretty um pretty full on, like we're talking satanic robes, um yep. sacrifices, human sacrifices, oh Lord. uh beer sacrificial beers over a special stone. Um no This is it, improv it's it, fine. It, yeah, in this all is... seriousness, uh, it's quite a quite a cool little group of a couple of thousand people that are hacking the painter and using the painter and stuff, but quite blown away by the sort of stuff people are doing in there a lot of people seem to be making cider in it from just just buying apple juice and adding loads of crazy shit to it um not even using the kits just just going freestyle on it now so uh wow. quite like the sort of hacking community there so i've been enjoying reading some of that this week um 
And, you know, I'm sure some of these pinters must explode or something with the sort of crazy stuff people are putting in them. But, uh, I mean, like with serious industrial grade food safe plastic, plastic and it's a cylinder, yeah. it's probably pretty, pretty strong pretty strong mm, uh, and that, that's what was really cool about the pinter like you know i have my criticisms of it but you know at the end of the day the actual technology and the actual build of it is great and it's not a smart thing no you know it, it it's sort of a standalone thing that you can do whatever you want with it and i think i think we'll definitely be exploring some options with it as like a a way of serving some of our homebrews because it is a cool bit of a uh, bit of construction defo defo mate we haven't um, even so talked yeah, keep... about this week's video this is insane no, well, I mean the the baboon did slightly derail us. Let's <laughs> let's go on. Let's go on to the video, shall we? Which yeah. was a a deep dive into some pretty strong beer. It was a, it was um, a deep dark dive down a deep dark it, well of deep dark Baltic waters. Yes. Yes. It was, I mean, we, we'd already done a couple of videos by that point that day. There was, when I came to edit it, there was a really weird vibe. It was like, it wasn't like drunk, silly vibe. It was, yeah. it had gone out the other end to kind of drunk, tired vibe. Yeah. Um, and I had to do quite a lot to the edit to inject a bit of, a bit of animation back in there because we were, we were like not it. relishing the idea of 10% beer, but actually the beers were so crushable. Yeah, super crushable. That's the thing, isn't it? We've we've now, as of last week, coined the phrase the risky boy. Mm. Um, and that these are atypical risky boys if ever I've tried a beer. These these are absolutely beautiful, dangerous, way strong, but so crushable. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. They were absolutely delicious, particularly the burnt mill one. Um, I'm, I'm going back to where, where we bought that. Um, after editing it, I was reminded how good it was. So this weekend, I'm going to go get some more because I thought it was absolutely amazing. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we went into the history of the Baltic Porter, explained how it ended up as as a lager being brewed in the Baltic uh, Baltic nations, um, and a bit of the history, um, like how it ties into Imperial Stout, and then tried from... Uh, tried beers from three amazing breweries, Verdant, Pahala, and um, Burnt Mill. We, I mean, the question, like, it's we get asked what a Baltic Porter is quite a lot on the channel, so I thought the video would do really well, but it turns out it's a small and vocal minority that wants to know just why these things are so goddamn crispy. Mm. Um, so not a, a, a huge range of comments, but some interesting comments uh, on the video. Bradders, do you want to go first? Yeah, I just had, I had a couple of comments. Um... First one I just thought was pretty funny uh, from Mod Grip. He just said, "A Kolsch fermented porter, what a great fucking idea." Um, <laughs> tend to agree with him. If, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't have even known that 
there are Baltic porters that are sort of Kolsch style rather than just mm. straight up lagers. Um, if it weren't for the Pahala live show, so I was I was glad we we managed to to slip that in. And there were a couple of comments from people saying, yeah, it's not not always lager. Um, and also saying that they're not always less strong than Imperial Stouts, but we'd we'd realised that already. Thank you. Oh my god, uh, BJCP not. wasn't quite right about that. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, what else did you find? Uh, I had another one from Father Earth ninety three. Great name, man. Would I love these bigger beers to be delivered in a slightly smaller format? Thirty three <laughs> centiliter cans would be fine. Would cut down on cost per beer for me as well as total alcohol consumed. On Baltic Porters, try uh, try OO with little umlauts on above, which apparently means night uh, yeah. from Pohala, uh, which is their core porter. Apparently, apparently it's great, Johnny. Um, so we've we've talked a bit about why really big beers don't come in uh, cans that often. Um, yeah, I mean it. It's one of those things like it would make so much sense to have small format strong beers mm. um and some breweries uh a couple of years ago amazingly put them in the little 250 mil cans oh yeah um that was awesome i think affinity did that and a couple of others but the the main issue is is basically you know if you're putting all your ipas into 440s or 500s um you have to buy tens and tens of thousands of cans as a minimum order because you're dealing with massive companies so that's like, that's um, like like ball if they're printed right the cans are like printed on you have to get no 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 just no any. just plain plain cans you're still going to be talking tens of thousands of units as a minimum right. order so when you buy them you basically have to use everything or else you know wh- where are you going to store them for yeah, a start yeah. um, and also getting the money together to put that minimum order mm. in is is not easy even for pretty big breweries yeah um, so that yeah that that's why you only really get one size of can from a brewery whether it's three thirties or or four forties and generally the guys making really big beer are also making the big IPAs that the people want in four forties. So I totally agree. It's mad. It's absolutely mad that those beers were coming in four forties. Yeah, but um, I got an idea. Brewers, I got an option. idea, man. Hit me. What, what about so we're moving away from the big bottles? We're moving to stubby bottles, little stubby guys. That'd be cool. You wouldn't have to invest in thousands and thousands of them. Uh, why why are people not putting them in, in stubbies, like dark stubby bottles? They'd be amazing. I mean, I love stubby bottles. I think just they most people weren't brought up on beer door like I was. And I think they look at a stubby bottle and go... Well, I don't know what, I don't know what the stubby bottle means to other people. To me, it means shit French lager. Yeah. Um, and I have a strange love of shit French lager. All I can think of, I mean, there's a really cool brewery, um, Dig Brewery in Digbeth, and I think, I think, I think their their stuff is all in stubbies. I think, is it all in stubbies? Maybe it's. What's not the name anymore. of the brewery? Uh, Dig Brew. Oh, Dig! No, yeah. I don't think it is. I think I think they've gone into can. Are they in can um, now? Oh, I love yeah. I love their little. They had these sort of wax sealed, uh, glow in the dark bottles that were super cool. Um, of course they've gone into can. Everyone goes to the fucking can. Oh well. Uh, I might I might be wrong. Maybe some specials are still in stubbies. But yeah, let's start the campaign for um, special beers in stubbies. Special stubbies. Yes. Yeah, they have. Uh, they're all in can. I'm just looking on the website now. There oh, you well. go. I'm I'm sorry to be the bearer of, of bad news. Damn. Um. 
yeah, so so that's why but I totally agree. It would be good to, to have some smaller format Imperial Stouts and Baltic Porters. Um, my comment of the week comes from Elias Pritz, um, who says, this style seems very similar to Norwegian double and triple buck. Uh, have, en- have anyone tried both and know if there's a big difference between the styles or have we Norwegians just misunderstood the buck and made it into a Baltic Porter? Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't know about a Norwegian, specifically Norwegian originated box. So I asked him to expand. Um, and Elias said, he's not very good at beer history, but basically it's a dark lager and it was the strongest beer made by the Norwegian brewers at the beginning of industrial brewing in Norway. Right. Um, and the roots are in Bok beer, but probably due to the climate and such, it was never an ale, but I mean, Bok is, is the lager as well. So I think they've just copied the Germans and made it darker. Um, Possibly because in Norway they might have loved British Porter as well and gone, you know, these dark beers should be properly dark. I like um, it. Like, and have a bit of roast to it. They've, they've, yeah, like they've done with some of their music as well. They've sort of copied it and then made <laughs> it incredibly dark, it death metal and whatever else. You yes. want it darker. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very um, Yeah. So, I mean, next time we go to Norway, we need to ask about that of some breweries and, and go taste some to see. See what it tastes like. Sorry, everyone. My cat has, has just come in the room. I've been out this morning and my cat is um, really loving seeing me. Hi, Jeff. Yes, you're very you're very famous already for being on uh, lots of videos. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's not, not quite the same when you can't see Jeff. <laughs> Although, you know, he's got a good she's got a good meow on her. She has got a good meow. Uh, mm. uh, 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 really annoying times, like when I'm recording a podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But she was scratching at the door, so I had to let her in. Because I, ah, I see. The, the scratching was worse. The lesser of two evils, Johnny. So what else have we got coming up, man? We've got a few things coming up, right? Yeah, we've got some really exciting things to announce, particularly live show-wise. Um, we've got Omnipolo joining us from the Church of Omnipolo, their brewery. Um, that's happening on the 14th of May on the channel. You Amazing. can join us then, and we've we've got a tasting box. Not live yet. I need to chase that, but it will be live in the next couple of days, and it'll be sold at lots of independent bottle shops as well. Um, so lots of the ones, all of the ones that we do with Cave Direct, we try to support independence at the same time, so it's going out to them. Um, and then we've got our June one sorted now. Um, it's a Thursday, Thursday the 3rd of June. We're teaming up with Yonder and Little Earth Project for a mixed firm double header, which is now, dead exciting. That is pretty exciting. I mean, on the polo is, is going to be obviously massive. But I'm almost I'm almost more excited for that one. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean they're gonna be very different shows, I think. On Apollo we're gonna be talking about, you know, the culture of beer, about the importance or uh the uh I, I I guess the lack of seriousness around sort of pastry brewing, lots about the artwork. So I'm expecting uh you and Hanok to have a wild time talking about that. Oh yeah. Um but then, yeah, yonder it's going to be all about the beer, all about the processes, all about the forest ingredients, um, and the brewery tours that we're going to do with them should be really interesting as well. Particularly Little Earth because it's such a beautiful and unique setup. Um, and if you haven't seen it, I'll put videos uh, with both of those breweries that we've done before in the links of this podcast as well, so that you can uh, you can bone up before the live show begins. Fantastic! Um, it's going to be a really really good one, and we'll announce when that live show box. Um, is available to buy. Um, that's it for this week. Um, I've been doing a lot of talking today and we're doing a lot of talking tomorrow. So uh, I'm, I'm glad this was... 
I was about to say a reined in podcast, <laughs> but of course the first five minutes were unchained. <laughs> hey, we've had so monkey murder, um, <laughs> Greek radio stations, uh, Norwegian death metal, cat streakers, cat streakers, all kinds of stuff covered in this one, mate. It's there another bump. That's, that's what you pay for when you join our Patreon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, we've got a great upload. I'm not going to spoil the surprise, but um, it's an exciting episode coming next week. Totally different to what we've been doing. Um, So watch out for that coming on Wednesday at 4pm. And otherwise, uh, please do join us tomorrow at 7pm on the Facebook of Grainfather for some homebrewing chat. Love and beer. The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer Channel. Head to youtube.com slash the Craft Beer Channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes. If you love what we do, please, please, please do subscribe and even join our Patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel. Love and beer. Love and beer.